Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the God of manna, the God of miracles, the God of mercy. Amen. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. And now is the time we have set aside for a children's message. Today, I want to talk about miracles. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 42 through 44. A man came from Baal Shalashah, bringing the man of God 20 loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha said. How can I set this before a hundred men, his servant asked. But Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have some left over. Then he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. In this reading, we hear how a small portion of food was able to provide for a large group of people. That was only possible for a few reasons. The first, the man gave what he had for others. If the man from Baal Shalashah had not given his bread to Elisha, there would have not been anything to miraculously feed a hundred men. This man was willing to give what he had to others, even if it meant there may not be enough. The faith of Elisha and the believers he fed is the other reason. Elisha listened to God and trusted God's word. Elisha was able to take a small amount of food and feed many people. These miracles still happen today, even if they're not on such a grand scale. When we bring our change and put it in the jar for change for good, we're able to purchase fruit trees and livestock. That gift is able to grow and continue to help a community in a way our coins sitting in a piggy bank never could. When we volunteer our time, miracles can happen as well. Quilters make blankets that travel the world, bringing comfort to people they may never meet. Working in the food pantry creates a connection with someone and feeds their bodies and their souls. God will take what we give in his name and multiply it. Every little bit makes a huge difference and creates a miracle. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for miracles and for taking what we give back and multiplying it. Please remind us to see these miracles and do good works in your name. Amen.
The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test them, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in awe. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him a king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got in the boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. You may be seated. Bread, 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 bread. We're going to have uh, texts from John talking about bread for the next five weeks. It says that in your introduction to, to worship section of John. Bread, bread is so fundamental to Christian practice and, in fact, has a strong, uh, strong reverence in, in the Abrahamic religions in general, in scripture in general. The, the giving of bread to humanity is often used synonymously in scripture of God loving humanity or God loving people. And we have, we have a lot of bread imagery in the Gospels and a lot of it in today's, just today's piece. This piece, though, it isn't, doesn't emphasize the feeding of the 5,000 quite as much as it is. It, there's more detail in some of the other Gospels, the, the Synoptic Gospels. John, John is unique in that John doesn't go in the, the same chronological order that the other Gospels do. 
John also uses a lot of symbolic language, and John uses it often interchangeably with literal language. So God will talk about the bread of life, Jesus being the bread of life, Jesus giving bread in the breaking of the bread or in the feeding of the 5,000, but Jesus giving himself as bread. And, and John will use all of them together in a, pa- in a passage. And a lot of that has to do with the, the idea that we, certainly contemporary Christians, and there were plenty of Christians at the time who did this too, have a tendency to want to say, either Jesus is talking about this here loaf of bread, or Jesus is talking about the bread, the bread of nourishment given in and through Jesus. And we want to separate it. Is it this one or is it that one? But when we deal with John, John doesn't let us do that easily. He weaves them together because our Christianity is a whole Christianity. It's not a just physical, just practical, just three meals a day faith, nor is it just prayer, just spiritual nourishment, just uh, understanding or spiritual practice. Neither of those are the fullness of Christianity. And if we act like either one of them is the full nourishment that comes from God, we're missing, we're missing out on so much that's to be shared. So first of all, the feeding, the physical, actual feeding of the 5,000. Has anybody here ever been at a meal with that many people? Have you? What, what were the, the circumstances? Yeah. Luther League National, National Convention. And how did it go? I mean, how, what was the, uh, the choreography of it? Okay, but stadium size, football stadium size at the Luther League uh, National Convention, and, and so pe- but people had to pass, pass through. You didn't go sit down and then have it passed out to you. Uh, 5,000 is actually a huge number of people when you're talking about imagining being present in. I mean, we, we, we throw out numbers of people when we're talking about statistics. And in a lot of statistics, 5,000 doesn't sound like that much. But if you think about trying to sit down with 5,000 people, that's a lot. But you gotta love, you gotta love is Philip, you know? How are we to do this? There are times that I think the disciples are like kids when they're at that age that they ask why for everything, you know? Put your shoes on, why? Because we need to leave, why? Because we're going here. Anybody who's been around kids of that age, is Victoria there yet? She's not. Okay, it's fun. I'm so looking forward to 
And no matter how many times you swear you are not going to say it because I said so. <laughs> and I have this vision of Jesus on the mountainside saying, you guys, just do it. Just, you've seen me do the miracles. You've seen me done the healing. The reason everybody's here is because of all these miracles. You've seen me do all these other things that I said I was going to do. Just do it. And they do. I mean, they do, ultimately. And, and of course, I'm, I'm imagining Jesus saying this, but, but that's the vision I have. Now, some of that is because we have the advantage of retrospect. We know what happens. So the 5,000 are fed. Details in this story that matter. Barley loaves. It's a detail that matters because it references the reading from 1 Kings and a couple of other places. It also matters because barley is poor people food. We, we usually have wheat for communion, and then we have some gluten-free stuff on the side. Um, bar wait, barley has gluten too, doesn't it? Anyway, barley's, barley's was the poor people food. Didn't, didn't taste as good, didn't have as good a texture, it was harder to eat. The people are all given the same food. And in order for everybody to be fed, the nature of the food is that of the people. And something that I, I really appreciate about people who work the food pantry is, is they won't give out anything that they wouldn't eat. And preferences aside. And I think that, that you know, Christ, Christ calls us to share what we have. And, and while we may get a, a lot of specialty food that we like, you know, if, if we are indulging in fancy food and our neighbor is going hungry, that is inconsistent with the gospel. Another detail, afterwards they collect how many baskets? Twelve, twelve baskets. Twelve, a number of, a number of different symbols that it could be. Uh, twelve is the number of, of wholeness, but it's also the number of the tw twelve tribes. It's also the number of disciples. I happen to think that it's, it's connected to the disciples here because they gather up the twelve baskets, and then at the end of the text, Jesus sends the disciples into the world. So if you think about the bread of life being shared with everybody, and then the bread of life being collected, and then there being one basket for each disciple, and they're sent into the world to share the gospel. We have a very practical physical, physical, presence, physical task to do that also models how we are to share the gospel. The gospel is multiplied in community. The gospel is the love that grows in the sharing. And so there's always going to be more when it's shared. And then we switch to this piece of walking on the water, which also happens in a different place in the Synoptic Gospels. But Jesus 
you know, they're going across, uh, across to Capernaum, and Jesus is on the water, and they're scared. The sea represents the unknown or fear in a lot of places in John. This is one of those where I'm going to say, trust me on that, or go look it up. It's fine. But action happens on the land. The unknown, the scary, happens on the sea. So there's this turbulent water, and it says they were, what's the word that it's translated as? Terrified. We get terrified. They're terrified. They're terrified. And here it doesn't say because we think we're going to drown and why are you sleeping or whatever. This is Jesus coming toward him. And Jesus says, it is I. And all of a sudden they're there. And all of a sudden they're there. And unlike Mark, John doesn't do things all of a sudden a lot. That means the moment that they see that Jesus is with them. They see that they can be safe. Connect that with, here are 12 baskets of the gospel that you're supposed to, each 12 disciples, take out to the world. Now we're going to go out into the sea where you're terrified. It's called going out and doing ministry where it's scary. Going out and doing ministry in ways that we don't feel comfortable, that aren't staying on the land doing it the way that we know how to do it. And much like the disciples in the scripture, when when we are called to do that, typically we are terrified. We are scared. What if it doesn't work? What if we drown? What if we fail? What if I don't like it? What if, what if, what if this doesn't work? What if I don't get it? What if I can't make it all the way there? Different questions for different people. But it's exactly the same as what is happening in the gospel as they're given these 12 baskets of gospel to take to the world. It means we are called to risk it. And we're called to trust that Jesus is going to say, yeah, this is where you're going to find me. This place that you either didn't expect or felt scared of trying or this this population that you weren't comfortable talking to or this project that you didn't think you could handle. That's where you're going to find me. And then you will be connected with the fulfillment and the confidence of being on land, knowing Jesus is there, doing the work that you're called to do. So to tie it all together, the assignment this week is, well, first, before I give you the assignment for this week, how many people today had a to-do list, have a to-do list already? A lot of us, when we start, get up for the day, or first time we get to our desk, or maybe while you're having coffee or whatever, We make our to-do list. The to-do list is the things that I am 
that I need to do today, things I want to do today, basically obligations. And we can stress ourselves out with them, some of us more than others. How many people started today with an I wonder what God might do today list? Nobody knew that Jesus was going to say, okay, now that we've done this healing, we got these people, we're going to feed these people. Or as you're crossing the water, I'm going to be out there. But these are the things that God did that day. And there are things that God does in our lives each day. So the assignment this week is when you sit down and make your to-do lists, yeah, for me, it's lists, plural. This week, write down, I wonder what God might do today. See where Jesus meets you. Because then we get to take it and share it with the next person. Christ and sustained by the Spirit, we offer our prayers for the church, for the world, and all of creation. We pray for the church, bless the ministries of our neighboring congregations, empower churches throughout the world, and encourage missionaries who accompany global partners. Kindle in us a spirit of collaboration that all people may know your loving works. Hear us, O God. Your mercy, Your mercy is, is great. great. We pray for creation. Send rain to lands experiencing drought and come to the aid of those enduring sweltering heat. Nurture wheat and barley crops grown for the nourishment of your people and conserve aquatic habitats and fish populations. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. We pray for those who govern. Cast out ignorance arrogance, selfishness, and corruption, and instruct those who lead to practice compassion and humility. 
inspire them with a vision of the common good and a commitment to ensure that all who, are, who hunger are fed. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for those bowed down by heavy burdens, those who are unemployed or underemployed, those unable to find affordable housing, and those without health insurance. Console those who grieve and hear the cries of those who call to you for healing. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for this assembly. Deepen our resolve to use what we have to serve those in need. When we worry that we do not have enough resources for ministry, assure us of your abundance. Hear us, O God. Your Your mercy mercy is great. We give thanks for those who have died as you sustained them through all their days. So, So dwell in our hearts that we may have the power to comprehend with all the saints, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We lift these and all of our prayers to you, O God, confident in the promise of your saving love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Jesus, bread of life, you have set this table with your very self and called us to the feast of plenty. Gather what has been sown among us and strengthen us in this meal. Make us to be what we receive here, your body for the life of the world. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus, bread of life, we have received from your table more than we could ask. As you have nourished us in this meal, now strengthen us to love the world with your own life. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us announce together the mission Mission of of Resurrection Resurrection Lutheran Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The blessing of God who provides for us, feeds us, and journeys with us be upon you now and forever. Amen. Amen.
Go in peace, you are the body of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.